Life Happens on SAFM. Life Happens on SAFM. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. Okay, it's uh, six minutes past one on uh, SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. It's time for Life Happens. My name is Homozo KG Mwekezi and I sit in today for Pimelo Modine. We lead the conversation on SAFM. Uh, studio numbers 891 You can also SMS on the number 41391, charged at a rent 50 that SMS. We are, are we back on WhatsApp? Um, I don't think we're back on WhatsApp. We're also on the DSTV audio bouquet, channel 814 if you want to listen. We we are on Twitter on at SAFM Radio. You can also tweet me at KG Mwekezi and make sure that uh, you hashtag uh, SAFM Live happens. So listen, um, I have been on the radio for about 26 years of my life. And in that 26-year period, the journey of my radio career runs literally parallel to that of Bob Mabena. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, I got a phone call that Bob Mabena had died. And I sat on my bed for almost two hours waiting for another phone call that would tell me that somebody had made a mistake and Bob Mabena had not died. Bob Mabena is an institution of black radio in South Africa. Bob Mabena's career predates democracy in South Africa, but Bob Mabena defines post-democracy radio in South Africa because he was at the helm. And a lot of people talk about Bob Mabena as a radio personality because I suppose that's their interface with him. That's how they connected with him. But Bob Mabena played many roles on radio. He had a 360 understanding of the radio medium. He programmed a radio station. He station-led a radio station. He always was on Breakfast Radio, which is the preeminent show of any radio station anywhere. When he was here at the SABC, he was the manager for public commercial services radio, meaning under his leadership, uh, the portfolio of Metro FM, of 5 FM, and of Good Hope FM, which are the commercial entities of uh, the SABC, were under his command. So in earnest, Bob Mabena was one of the leading voices of radio in South Africa. He left yesterday. Uh, He left and he's not coming back uh, at the age, a very tender age of 51 years old. He had uh, been on radio from about 1989 and redefined the careers of many, many people. And we're going to talk to two of those people uh, at uh, uh, just as we start the show today. So listen, we want to talk first to Romeo Kumalo because as much as I describe my journey on radio uh, running parallel to Bob Mabena, I think Romeo Kumalo's is very similar because the first time I had Romeo Kumalo on the radio was on a news bulletin at about three o'clock in the afternoon. Bob Mabena at the time was doing the afternoon drive time show on Metro FM and a young newsreader was being introduced for the very first time and he was extremely nervous and that newsreader was Romeo Kumalo. He would go on, of course, Romeo Kumalo to end up heading Metro FM and redefining it. So the story of history is also driven by Romeo Kumalo. Romeo Kumalo is one of the people I want to talk to today. Romeo, hi. Hi, KG. 
So, am I correct? The first time I heard you on the radio was on the 3 o'clock bulletin, and you were reading on uh, Bob's show uh, on the afternoon drive time show. You're absolutely correct. It was my first time on the radio. first time I... I uh, I made it on 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 the radio was uh, uh, was on the drive time show with Bob. Uh, we were just hanging out uh, and um, and there was no news reader. And he said to me, "Why don't you Why don't you give it a shot?" I said, "Well, I've never read news before." Uh, so why don't you call the management upstairs and tell them that you're here with me and you can read the bulletin? I mean, such an audacious move, and I I did it. Yeah, and. Uh, and it was about it was about ten minutes to the news. He handed me the bulletin and he said, "Go to the bathroom. I'll come and fetch you one minute to go." I rushed to the bathroom. Uh, he came to fetch me, and uh, on the hour I was on air for the first time. And uh, and he kept on saying to me, "Please slow down, slow down, slow yes. down," because I, I was rattling through the bulletin. But isn't it isn't it impeccable how because we could all hear your nerves uh, on the radio. But what I loved is towards the end of the bulletin, and I have a very clear memory of that day because I was listening. He calmed your nerves down and made it look uh, or seem to the listener that it wasn't such a big deal. He even said, "Romeo Kumalo just read the news for the very first time. Uh, how do you feel?" You chatted a bit after that bulletin. Yeah, you know. Bob was just an amazing uh, human. Uh, his, uh, he, his spirit of generosity just knows no bounds. And just reading all the um, all the tributes to him, he clearly was like that to to everyone uh, he met. He left such an indelible mark on on every person that he uh, that he came across, and the minds that he shaped, and the industry that he shaped. He was just an amazing human being. Yeah. So and so, and so generous in 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 his. Uh, with his knowledge, and uh, and he was a teacher at heart. Uh, he I really was. think he was a teacher at heart. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, when where were you when you heard the news, and what was your first reaction? I, you know, I, I, I was sitting playing around with my kids, and and just but let me scroll through social media and see what's happening. Um, and I really couldn't believe it. It's just just so uh, I was so shocked. I had to call a few people. Um, yeah. And no one was picking up. Um, you know, eventually a friend picked up and said it is true. Um, and so it's just, you know, so sad. And 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 I was just the first thought in my head was was his children. He yeah. adored them. He, he adored really his adored children. them. And I, I, you know, when people when, when someone passes away, people talk about their career and what they did in the industry and the sector they were involved with. But I, you know, I have kids, and I was just thinking about his beautiful children. Yeah, they have no dad today. They have no dad today. But uh, unfortunately, though, the connection that a lot of people have with Bob Mabena is at a public level uh, because that's what they got to know him. And I love what you say about him having a teachable spirit. Let's talk about, the, uh, you know, uh, your working uh, together relationship because at some point then you would end up at the helm of Metro FM. Was he still working under you? No, by that time he had left. Um, but we, uh, I mean, we kept in touch. He always, um, he always encouraged me to, um, you know, to to because I loved the business and the economics of of broadcasting and the entertainment business. I, I never really wanted to be on air, and he was so encouraging. Um, and and I think the same. He wanted the same, and, yeah. and so we were always encouraging each other uh, because we thought we could shape the industry in a different way. Yeah, and. Uh, 
and he had dreams about it. Um, yeah. And my discussions with him all the time were just about how we shape this new, you yeah. know, how we shape this new converged industry. Yeah, uh, he was very passionate, uh, particularly about the direction that black radio should go. Um, you know, we had many discussions, uh, him, uh, uh, me and him, about, you know, what was right and what was wrong. What do you think we should remember him for? Because he was such a multifaceted human being. Uh, he was more than just a radio presenter, like you rightfully said. Yeah, you can't box people. Uh, and he, he was uh, he was so multifaceted. And I think that the world should remember Bob as a teacher. As a teacher. Uh, he's a, he's, he was a teacher. He was generous with his knowledge. Uh, and he has such a, a spirit of generosity that it touched just about every person that, uh, that he engaged with. And so we should remember him for, for his spirit of generosity and, and just, you know, his, his, his passion of, 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 of teaching others and passing on the knowledge that he had. Yeah, his passion for teaching others and uh, passing on the knowledge that he had. Romeo, I I, I know uh, that uh, we uh, literally bamboozled you into this interview, but we're grateful that you made the time. And thank you very much uh, for your memories of uh, Bob Mabena. I love the description that you have of him as really being a teacher, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you. Romeo Kumalo describes Bob Mabena as, as, as a teacher uh, with an indelible spirit of generosity. Uh, Bob had a thing. When he walked into the room, he had this uncanny ability of making you feel like you were the only person that mattered. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I remember for one of my birthdays, he gave me a 5,000 rands voucher to go and buy music because he said, you look like you've got everything you need. What else am I going to do? Let me get you a voucher. Uh, for music and I went and I bought all of this music uh, and he said is that enough and I thought my it's 5,000 rands thank you very much that's more than enough Stan Katz uh, was um, a station manager uh, at some point for Kaya FM in fact if my history memory is serving me correctly it was Stan Katz who made sure that uh, when uh, Kaya FM uh, was uh, starting out he brought in uh, Bob Mabena but Stan Katz and Bob Mabena's relationship uh, dates back to when Stan Katz uh, recruited Bob Mabena to go and work for Heifold Stereo, actually, which took him out of the comfort zone of working for a traditionally black radio station into a white radio station. It was Stan Katz who brought him there. Stan is on the line. Stan, hi, good hi, afternoon. KC. Hey. Wow, I wish we were having this conversation under happier circumstances. I wish that too. But, I mean, Bob was incredible. He touched all of us, but he also uh, left his stamp in the books of history. We, you can never tell the story of radio in South Africa and not include Bob Mabena. When was the first time you knew of him and heard of him? Well, obviously, I knew of him from Radio Bob. Um, we were... Uh, 702 at the time, which I was running, um, had its transmitters in Baputatswana. So everybody was aware of um, the the talent on on Radio Bop. Uh, and a lot of uh, guys who came out of that radio station went on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Um, I was a fan, actually. Of I Bob. was a fan. I also was a fan. <laughs> Everybody who 
eventually landed up working with Bob, started out uh, as a fan. So when we bought um, Heifelt from the SABC in 96, I uh, wasted no time in recruiting Bob. And um, Bob and I shared uh, a love for, for music, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only did he love music, but he was an artist in his own right, mm-hmm. with some successful albums and a farmer, as I recall. Mm-hmm. For Get then, Funky, the song was called Get Funky. <laughs> I don't remember the title, <laughs> but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. And um, I left um, Prime Media. I was head of Prime Media Broadcasting, and we had High Foul 702 and Cape Talk at the time. And I was not enjoying corporate life. I found that the higher up the ranks I rose, the further away I got from the reason I got into it in the first place. We get into radio because we love radio. We love the music. I actually got into radio because I loved music. I wanted to be a musician, but I thought that was a very quick way to staff yeah <laughs> if i could get into radio i'd yeah. be close to the music yeah and maybe have a more secure uh income and being a musician would so i uh, hired bob and uh, i think he was doing um nine to noon at the time yes if memory serves this is going back a long time yeah we're talking what 97 ish I think. But it was a pivotal time, Stan, because it was at the early stages of democracy, right? Correct. And, and, and Bob Mabena was at the height of his career uh, on the biggest radio station in South Africa, commercially at the time, uh, probably still is. And actually, you managed to convince him to leave their fame. I don't think uh, we understood fame to the degree that Bob had at the time. And you mm. managed to convince him to leave all of that and come to uh, deal with a medium that he had never dealt with uh, before, which is a traditionally white medium. And a lot of people uh, on uh, particularly uh, uh, um, on print radio, I mean, on on print, sorry, at the time were saying, "Mm, maybe not, maybe it won't work. And he got there and he made it work. He just uh, fed it right in. It was no, it didn't even require an adjustment on his part. And uh, I kind of became his mentor, um, which we had an amazing relationship. I I must just say, I am still in a state of shock. Me too. Uh, It was his birthday recently, as you know, we turned 51. We were chatting and making plans to meet when this lockdown ends. Yeah. And then yesterday, I, I I was in a state of disbelief. Yeah. I could not believe I'm 51. He had so many years still ahead of him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just to go back to Kaya, just put that in perspective. I left Prime Media in 98. Mm-hmm. And um, through a chance meeting, I landed up putting together a consortium to buy Kaya FM. Yeah. Um, it was a mess. It was a complete and utter disaster. Yeah. So what I had to do was put together a team to come in there and turn it around. 
And there were a bunch of people I'd worked with at Prime Media Broadcasting who weren't having fun anymore. It had become very corporate. Um, and so I put together my dream team. And once again, I approached Bob. I said, come be the program manager. I'm not sure it was possibly his first job in management. Yeah. Um, it was. It was. I also was there with you guys. So it of was definitely. I remember so well. Yeah. We, we were having a good time. We had an amazing time. We had uh, crazy dreams, and by the yeah. end of it, it was mission accomplished. What about him? Uh, let's talk about his on-air part. What yeah. about him do you think was so magical? Uh, because listening to the radio this morning, a lot of people talk about how the Bob Mabena that you experienced on air, because we, we know that people put on personas when they yeah. go on the radio, right? And, and sometimes people are very mean when the the microphone goes off um what 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 about him was so magical because people on the radio today a lot of them were saying the bob you met on air is the same bob bob was when bob was off air what do you think was it about bob that made him so loved his authenticity and his humanity and you just you just summed it up actually what you saw with bob was what you got. Um, he was the same on air as he was off air. Um, people took an instant liking to Bob. Mm. Uh, I'm not aware of anybody who ever had a bad word to say about him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and our relationship prospered, uh, flourished and grew over time uh, from being colleagues and from me being his boss and a mentor. Uh, we became firm friends. I used to call him Bobby. He called me Brastan. And, uh, you know, thinking about that since yesterday, in a way, Bob was the son I never had. It was that close. Wow. Wow. He didn't. Um, he loved managing because he loved the business of defining radio uh, because he was very passionate about uh, particularly driving uh, black radio to to towards e- excellence but he'd get yes. he'd get very frustrated uh, with uh, things not happening I spoke to him myself last week and uh, we had musings about the direction particularly black radio was taking in South Africa and he was slightly disappointed he wanted more. Talk to me about Bob the manager versus Bob the on-air persona. Well, I took Bob and dropped him in at the deep end. You know, he had no experience in managing, but I just figured that with the passion he had for radio and the ambition, he would adapt. And so I surrounded him as best as possible with people he could learn from. Um, I had my own mentor, was an American named Paul Ward. You probably remember him. I remember Paul, yes. I brought Paul out to work on the programming and to work with Bob, and they formed a really good relationship. And I'm sure Bob learned an enormous amount from Paul Ward. Paul was, again, one of those genuinely warm, caring people You know, you get program managers who can't get over themselves. They think they're the be-all and the end-all, and the success of the radio station depends on them. Um, 
Paul, and I learned from Paul, and Bob learned from Paul, is that when you were critiquing someone's work on air, they came away feeling good. They came away feeling encouraged and positive, not deflated and, and whipped. So I think Bob picked that up from them. Mm. So Bob was that unique individual who is a talent on air and a performer and a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you think we should remember him? Um, You know, uh, what do you think we should take away from all of this incredible uh, work uh, that he leaves behind, all of this incredible humanity that he had, what do you think we should remember him most for? I think we should remember him for the the example that he set for others to follow. His humanity, his care for people. Mm. He, uh, yeah. Yeah. He left an amazing, he leaves an amazing legacy. Uh, he did, I don't want to say he did great work just for black radio. He did great work in radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So we need, and I'm afraid he's irreplaceable. Yeah. I don't know too many Bob McBanners who are out there at the moment. Yeah. I know that personally I'm going to miss him terribly. Yeah. As yeah. I say, we were going to, we were going to get together. Yeah. We were talking about radio and yeah, I knew he's. I knew his views on the state of the industry. Yeah, he knew mine, and yeah. you know we would get together when we worked together on weekends. He'd come, we'd sit around the pool, and set all the world's problems right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, it's crazy. It's crazy the world that we live in. That Bob can die at the age of fifty-one. And it wasn't even COVID. Yeah, no, no. They say you know that, the first thing everyone thought was he tested positive for COVID, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Did you, did you know the state of his health? I was never not aware that he had health issues. And, and no, I didn't. I didn't know the state of his health. I last bo- spoke to Bob about uh, last week, I think about a week or so ago. Yeah, and again, nice uh, he was lamenting the things that were making him uncomfortable about radio. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and, and for all of us, our health is a very private thing. Uh, so if he was dealing yeah. with anything, he really didn't communicate it with me. Yeah. Bob left me with light, great information. And he affirmed me as a human being. He affirmed me yeah. as a woman in this industry. So that's the Bob I remember. Thank you, Stan. Thank you for everything you've done for radio, and thank you uh, for everything you did for Bob Mabena. Thank you so much for including me in this tribute, KG. I follow your career with great interest. Thank you. And you're doing great. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. Thank you. Um, I invite you guys to call us on 0891104207. I heard something incredible. Somebody was saying everybody has a very unique memory to tell about the Bob Mabena experience. And that memory uh, includes your Bob Mabena time on air, whether it is something that he may have said or whether it is something that you may have experienced when you met him. Uh, Please call us on 0891104407. 
0891-104-207. That's 0891-104-207. Or you can send us an, an SMS on the number 41391. That SMS will cost you a rand 50. I did say our WhatsApp is down. Uh, and uh, you can tweet us as well on at SAFM Radio. Please hashtag SAFM Live Happens. Uh, we'll take your calls after the headlines. Uh, and he also did a song, by the way, with Dr. Kumalo, uh, Get Funky. Uh, so uh, we'll uh, play that song after the 1.30 news headline. It's 1.30 now. Nandika Biekes is standing by with the latest news headlines.